Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Inexorable, place the Lord. So that word is a very powerful word. It means to be unwavering, unwavering, unfiltering, unflinching. It's like if you open your eyes, you will not even wink your eye. The way you are determined and focused. Relentless. That word simply means relentless. So the word in Exonerable simply, sim- simply means to be relentless in pursuit of God. Can you tell your neighbor to be relentless in pursuit of God? Let's say that was practice. To be relentless in pursuit of God. So there is nothing you can do or you cannot become successful Unless you are relentless. If you are a young man, you want to get married and you are proposing a girl and the girl says no. You will be a fool to give up. So you have to be what? Relentless. You must become a nightmare to the girl. She must dream you until she says yes. (laughs) Hallelujah. Until she says what? To be relentless is to be so focused unwavering in your pursuit that it doesn't matter the distractions. There was a war in Israel. Jehoshaphat and, Joe, uh, and Ahab made a, a confis- uh, 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 an agreement to go to war together. And the, 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 the king who was fighting against them, he just said to them, focus on the king. Focus on the king. Don't focus on anything else but the king. And guess what? Uh, the king... Ahab dressed casually. He said, I will dress like an ordinary soldier because he didn't want him to be a target. But Jehoshaphat was in his royal gowns and when they saw the car of Jehoshaphat, they pursued him. And when he started to cry, they discovered it's not the king, so they left him. Because the king has said to them, pursue, be, be focused on one thing. And that is my challenge today as we come. You must have a relentless spirit when it comes to the things of God. You must be relentless. Uh, coming to know Jesus, having eternal life is everything that God has given to us. The job you have, the work that God has blessed you with is, in, is enabling you to serve God better. Does it make sense? Going to school is enabling you to serve God in a far better way because you are better educated, you are better prepared to can serve God and do much more. So you need to be relentless in your pursuit for God. So you must be relentless to make sure that you bring and you fulfill. God must be sought with unwavering determination. You must seek God with unwavering determination. I've been a pastor. I've been saving. I've been a youth minister for eight years or a youth pastor for eight years. I've been a senior pastor here for 20 years. And much part of my, my life, I did it as a worker. I was working. 
When I became a pastor here, I was working. The church never paid me. I used the resources I have. I remain relentless. And even today, I want you to have a very clear picture that I'm an engineer. I'm a Christian who's an engineer. Not an engineer who's a Christian. Because that is different. I'm a medical doctor who... I'm a Christian who's a medical doctor. So my medicine enables me to serve the Lord. My, 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 my engineering, my teaching, I'm working as a manager. I'm a Christian who's a manager. Not a manager who's a Christian. My priority is to make sure that I serve the Lord with my profession. My, my education enhances my service to the Lord. But modern Christians are not like that. They say, I'm a doctor. Who's a Christian? So they will sacrifice Christian. I'm an engineer. Who's a, they will sacrifice the Christian because they want to be seen right. You must be relentless. You must be very clear in your mind that my medicine enables me to tell others about Jesus. My engineering, my teaching profession my managerial skills, my administrative prowess enables me to do much more for God. I'm first a Christian. When you get the job, the number one thing is that I'm a Christian. I'm here to bring God. It's not about the money. It's about the eternal life that I already possess that God has given to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 4 verse 34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Your food is to do the will of him who sent you. You are not called only just to be a teacher. You must be somebody who is having an understanding. These things help me to serve God. Hallelujah. I started working... I use the resources I have to preach the gospel. I expect you to do the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Yes, you are at the university. It's not by mistake. You can turn the university upside down if you understand your purpose. You are at work. You are working in the most privileged space. Some of us will never find ourselves there. So, you must be inexorable, be unwavering, unfiltering, unflinching, and relentless in your pursuit to serve God. Isaiah 14 verse 27. You have come here for schooling. If you are a student, you came here to study. Be determined to complete your degree. You are not here to have boyfriends and girlfriends. Can you tell your neighbor? You are not here for boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah, those are secondary. They will come at the right time. They will come at the right time. Praise the Lord. Yeah, they'll come at the right time. Don't be in a hurry to grow up. (laughs) Growing, you will grow. (laughs) Every day as you wake up, you sleep and you wake up, you are growing. Praise Jesus. So no, I've come, this is the purpose. Unfortunately, most people miss the point. They think their profession, their business is number one. That's why they lose, now and then people lose everything. And then they have to start afresh. They come here, we pray for them. They go back into the same mistake. You are first a Christian before you are anything else. And your Christianity should influence your profession. Even if you are working 
as an engineer, a teacher, whatever profession that you are in, use it to advance the kingdom than the other way around. Hallelujah. Isaiah 14, 27, it says, For the Lord of hosts had purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? If God has made up his mind, who can change it? You must be like God. Tell your neighbor, you must be like God. Unwavering. Yes. You stand your ground. This is what I stand for. God is inexorable. He has purposed a thing and who can disannul it. He has stretched forth his hand and who can turn it back. So to be inexorable in the ministry is to, uh, uh, to approach the work of God with strength. As a shepherd, as a Christian, you must approach your belief with strength. You must be fortified and strong. I believe that the Lord is with me. I believe that the Lord is backing me up. Your current circumstance is not a permanent circumstance. Yes, we are supposed to improve and be better. Amen. So we have to approach the ministry, uh, uh, the work of God with strength, with courage. If you are going to win at work, you have to be courageous. Because they are distractors. People lose their job because they've got a small heart. Even a bed has a bigger heart than you. A bed at least can stand and fight the snake. Even though he cannot fight, they always come and, and, and fight for their, for their chicks. You need, you need to be determined. Have courage. Be inflexible. Have an inflexible determination. People must know. If you stand your ground, you are standing your ground. For students, you have to make up your mind. I'm here to study, not for boys. Girls, for a girl, I say girls lose every time. Anytime you say yes to a boy, you have started to lose. No, it's true. You have started to lose. Because the boy has no interest to marry you. So, you are just going to be used. Have you seen a disposable cup? When there is something in it, we hold it so dear. Have you, have you had that coffee cup or cold drink cup? How you hold it? It's like a style. But the minute you finish with it, what do you do? Throw it away. Do you come back when you pass there saying, I was drinking coffee one day and I dropped my cup here? No, but nobody. We don't even think again about it. We forget about it. So, as a girl child, your greatest security is to be focused. I'm here to study. I'm here to study. I'm going to study. If, if all girls were to be educated, this nation will change. Yeah. Don't forget, the boy works for himself. They say, amen. If a man is educated, it's him who's educated. But if a woman is educated, the whole tribe, the whole nation is educated. Because she will influence her children, the neighborhood. May this be true of our girl children in the name of Jesus. But here we are talking about church growth, church planting. We are talking about working for God, using our profession and everything we have to serve God. To make sure that the little that we have, we are giving it to the Lord. Eternal life simply means working for God. You have received Jesus. Yes, when you die, you'll go to heaven. That is the second part. The reality of it is that eternal life starts here. Every other person, no demon should harass them while you are around. No, no person should suffer shame 
while you are around. Why? Because already your sins have been forgiven. Already God has shown grace towards you. So you make sure that the same grace you have received, others receive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you have to have an inflexible determination to say, I'm a Christian in the university. You are a Christian. Prayer must be there. You must attend the cell. You must make up your mind. This year, 2018, I'm going to be part of the activities. I'm going to be one of the leaders. You must have an inflexible determination to rule. Julius Maleba has made a determination. He's going to lead. He has made his mind. He wants to be president. And one of his goals is to be the youngest president ever. Can you stop Julius? Huh? Huh? They call him names. It's like they are not talking to him. You know, there is a verse in the church. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. (laughs) You must read the verse. That's what Julius was doing with our former president. The Bible says, and the Lord said to him, get up, move out, and cross the the Anon Valley. See, I've handed Shihon, the king of, uh, the, the Amorite, the king of Heshbon, and his land. Over to you. Begin to take possession of it. Engage him in battle. Most of us, we are, we are not focused. Here, God is giving you an advice. He says, focus on who? The king. Isn't it? If you, you are killing a snake, what do you hit? Do you hit the tail of the snake? Do you go, oh, the tail. Where's the tail? The tail. The snake will bite you. So what do we go for? The head. So, all the opposition party had, had their own vision. But one person came with one vision. One person must come out. Regardless of how many times they went to court, they never were distracted. You must stay focused. Can you tell your neighbor, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Who's, who's a professional? Yes. Whatever profession you are, number one, your eternal life should be the one that leads the path. The fact that you have received Jesus, the fact that God has shown so much grace towards you, you must understand that all the things you do, they are supporting that which you stand for, which is the life that God wants to give, you, give to you. Hallelujah. To be inexorable, you must be conscious of the fact that ministry is a matter of life and death. You cannot be a Christian and take it light like it's a fashion. No. To be a Christian is a matter of life and death. In South Africa, Christians are not being persecuted. But you go to other nations, we can talk about our beloved Nigeria. You, you see how people get hacked just to believe in Christ. You go to Saudi Arabia and other places, people can stand and speak openly about, about God. And this is part and parcel of the challenge that we are given to say, don't take our, our, our intent very lightly. Our intent is to serve the Lord and to use our profession and everything that we have to advance the kingdom. There is no option for you to fail. Can you tell your neighbor, there's no option. Say it like you mean it. There's no option for you to fail. Tell them, I will not allow you to fail. Yes, one of my children was telling one, he says, in this house, you have to pass. You can't fail. You can't fail. You must fail forward. You must fall forward. Have you seen when you, when you are jumping, long jump? You don't fall backward because that disqualifies. You fall forward so that at least you don't uh, reduce 
your ability to move forward. So, this is the challenge. Your Christian faith, the life that you have received. If we say church growth, we are talking about making disciples of all nations. The book of Matthew 28, uh, verse 18. Jesus speaks, says, all authority, all power and authority have been given unto me. Go and make disciples of all nations. So, you are born again. You have received Jesus. Is it to come to church? You must fight this spirit of coming to church to sit down. We must sing for you. Oh, the song was nice. Oh, the pastor preached so, so passionately. What about you? What about you? Let, let, us, let us give ourselves passionately as well to God. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor again, there is no option for you to fail. You cannot fail in my company. Hallelujah. So you must succeed in obeying God and overcoming all obstacles that you meet. You have to make that decision. I've got five points. I've asked them to put them on the screen one by one as we go. The first point, winning armies are unappeasable, hard, pitiless, and relentless. Winning armies are unappeasable. You cannot appease them. You cannot come with Coca-Cola. You know, here's a drink. Please, let's make peace. Or buy them lunch. As a girl, you, you must be wise. Boy cannot buy you with a lunch. Somebody can't take you to the movies and suddenly they own you. Then you are peaceable. You must be hard. Go to the movies and when he touch you in darkness, you tell him, hey, when? You ask him, what are you doing? You'll have a nice movie. You'll hear every word they speak. <laughs> Winning armies are unappeasable, hard, pitiless, we cannot build churches, we cannot make disciples by playing with Satan. Satan is merciless. He wants the young girl to have AIDS. He wants you to develop other diseases that are brought by careless life. I mean, you look at our children, how much alcohol they drink. Do you think Satan is happy that you are drinking alcohol at your age? Oh, he wants you to drink it at your age so that time will catch up with you. Am I talking somebody? So that you will be limiting yourself. You are already setting entrapments for yourself. The book of Luke 19 verse 51. It says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be uh, received up, he steadfastly set his face to Jerusalem. So Jesus was so steadfast going to Jerusalem. He knew, I'm going to Jerusalem to be arrested, to be persecuted, and to to be killed. I'm going to Jerusalem. He was steadfast. He knew when Paul, one of the prophets, was, was prophesying, he picked up his belt. He said, the owner of this belt, when he arrived in Jerusalem, he will be arrested, he will be persecuted. And they told Paul, don't go. Paul says, what? I'm going. If I'm to die, it's for, it's for a good cause, I will die. May you be that resolved in the name of Jesus. You have to fight early success. You know, some of us, early success, we are destroyed. Small, early 
small early success should not stop you to achieve more. Most of our people, the fact that you got your first job, they paid you 20000 You are rich. You are naive. You are not rich. Is that fine? Our people, immediately you get paid, you think already all things are sorted out for you. It's early success. I always tell our people, uh, when, when you don't have money, you are nice. Can you tell your neighbor, when you don't have money, you are nice. Yes. Most of you, you are not coming to church because you love Jesus. No. <laughs> you, are, you are desiring prayers so that you can move forward. Just have money. If you want to see who you are, have money. Yeah. I mean, somebody just earns 30000 and he thinks, wow, life has changed. Small car, a small flat. First time you are sleeping on the bed by yourself. You have been sharing with your brothers and sisters. That's where we come from. In the room, we are 10. We even sleep in the kitchen. Now, for a change, you are free. Now, you are rich. Small success. Tell your neighbors, small success will not stop us to serve the Lord, to build mega churches. Yes. Small success. Small success will not stop us from achieving the mega church in every city, in every village. The church should be in every major corner. Why should McDonald's be in all nice spots? For what? People say, oh, McDonald's is selling, is selling beggars. McDonald's doesn't sell beggars. Go and read. They are a real estate company. They're just using beggars as a front. But they own all real estate. All these sites, they own them. Then you rent from them. You become a partner with them. Does it make sense? The church should be in every major corner and the main street. The church should be spread everywhere and anywhere. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18. And I told them of the hand of my God which has been good upon me. May the hand of the Lord be good upon you in the name of Jesus. And also of the king's words that he has spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Can you tell your neighbor, let us rise up and build. Poverty, if you don't fight poverty at the early stage, you will be poor the rest of your life. I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't tell people many times. A lot. I tell those who are close to me. So I, I, today I'll take it you are close to me. <laughs> Why people remain poor is because they start late in life. Poverty is a spirit. If you don't learn from the first day you get paid to know I need to fight this spirit, you're going to fall on the same trap. Most of our people, they'll go and have loans. They'll go and move around from one place to another, never building anything for themselves. Then when they turn 60, they expect to have money. Poverty, you fight it from the first day you get your first cent. You fight poverty. In other words, you avoid uh, opulence. This thing of wanting to live uh, or sh- to show off. You start working from the first day. You start working to fight lack in your life. There is a way we have taught the message. Maybe we need to teach it again. Pay God. And you should pay yourself. 
Maybe I need to go back and teach this message. Most people never pay themselves. They work the rest of your life. They have loans, pay for everybody, work for everybody else. And then at the end, they are poor. You have to rise up and build. Can't you neighbor, rise up and build? Number two, the posture of inexorability in the mission is important because it is a godly trait. It is important because it is a godly trait. We are saying no retreat, no surrender. Always forward, beggars never. Apostle Paul exhorted the church in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. He says, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that the labor, your labor is not in vain for the Lord. When you serve the Lord, it's not in vain. Yeah. When, when we started, when we started, people ridiculed us. People called us names. People, even today, people still continue to attack us. You have to be resolved to know. You have to be steadfast and movable. As a cell leader, you can't be discouraged by two people. You have to fight to have your 10, 15, your 12 people. You have, you have to push for it. Hallelujah. You have to make a decision to be unmovable. John 18 verse 37 is a story of Jesus, uh, Pilate asking him a question. And he asked, he says, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born and for this cause I have come into the world. But I should bear a witness to the truth. So you have to make the decision. I'm a Christian. I've received Jesus. My main cause is to advance the kingdom. Is to build the house of God. Is to build the kingdom of God. Is to contribute to the eternity of life. All the people I meet. All the people I fellowship with. I, may, I should bear witness to the truth. I should tell them the love of God. Hallelujah. Everyone who's of the truth. Hears my voice. Jesus was talking. He says, everybody who hears the truth, hears my voice. May you hear the voice of the Lord this morning. I said, may you hear the voice of the Lord this morning. Number three. You will need to be inexorable and unyielding when fighting the enemy. It should be there on the screen. You should, you will need... To be inexorable and unyielding when fighting the enemy. We have enemies. At school, you have enemies. If you are a student, you have enemies. Other students can be your enemies. They can discourage, they can steal your books. They can discourage you, ask you, let's go partying today. Only to find they've been reading throughout the night. But you are not with them, isn't it? So, you have, we have enemies. As the work of God, we have enemies. We have to be relentless and unwavering and steadfast. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober. Can you tell your neighbor, be, be sober. Be vigilant. Yeah, the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. For, for your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There are those who are going around looking for those they can just swallow. May you make your decision to stand strong. Satan is not a friend. Hallelujah. Your enemy is there. We have enemies in the church. I've had few enemies. 
Part of the enemies that I've had is people who are working very hard and suddenly they tell you, I've registered for a master's. Then master's become my enemy. Other people will come and say they are selling products in the church. Forever product. They want to make you their evangelist. You must sell for them. Somebody recruited me. I, IFA. It's IFA. They say, Pastor, look what other pastors are making. You will make money. See how much. I said, I said to the pastor, when did I become Judas? When did I start to make people to make money out of them? Afro Shlain. Is it Afro Shlain? People will come and sell perfume, necklaces, and what. And then they want you to be their agent. To be their evangelist. Are they the Holy Spirit? Huh? Are they the Holy Spirit? Praise the Lord. These things, they bring them to us so that they distract us. Can you imagine you have your strongest cell leader who's starting to sell forever product? Will he take care of the people? You immediately start to see people as buying their products. Buy the soap now. In one church that I visited, I was with my wife. The pastor's wife was selling a dress, dresses. So he will give, he says, hey, this dress, I picked it up for you. I think it will fit you. It's 5,000. You can pay me for the next coming five months. Next one, next one. I said to my wife, I said, this one is spoiling the church. The church doesn't exist for you. Can you tell your neighbor, the church doesn't exist for you. The cell doesn't exist for you. Tell your neighbor, don't sell us things in the cell. We are here for church. We are here for the spirituality. Hallelujah. Blessing, with a blessing, I will bless you. You will be rich. Yes. But you don't have to distract the work of God. Because Satan gives you useless work. To destroy the work that is critical. The enemy is there. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about looking whom, uh, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Satan will want you to be unfruitful. He wants you to be useless. Satan is not a friend. If you have a friend who always says, oh, drink a wine, please. Just one glass. You should know. They are not good friends. Yeah, just one, one glass, you know. There is a, I'll pay for you when we get to the club. They already set you up for their friends. They are making money out of you. I'll bring the girl. Don't worry. Give me the money. I'll pay for them. You arrive there because you are dumb, dumb. <laughs> we are going. It's a, big, it's a big club. I want to be seen with your skimpy dress. That's the last of you. You are gone. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Can we give Jesus a clap offering? Number four. When dealing with disloyal elements and treacherous pastors, you need to be unyielding, resolute in your purpose. One of the things as a pastor we fight against is disloyal people. People are disloyal. People are treacherous. I've had pastors who will attack the church? I've had people who steal money in the church. Yeah. We give offering, they steal them. They look righteous. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. You have people who are, who are with you, but they speak critical of you. 
You must not allow people to gossip in your presence. Because immediately you turn, they are going to start to chew you. They'll be talking about you. So when people gossip, start to talk about somebody else, you tell them, please. If you can't say it in front of them, don't say it to me. You tell them, I'm not your sounding board. Please, don't, don't gossip in my presence. I went to a meeting one day. While I was in the meeting, nature called, so I needed to go to the bathroom. And then I decided, let me go to the bathroom. When I came back, the chairman, who was, is a very senior minister, he said to the other pastor, say what you said about Apostle Vincent. He's here now. was interesting. The person I invited, I received him in South Africa. When he arrived in South Africa, I received him. I paid for him. I organized things for him. Me. I was shocked. I said, just go into the toilet. You are not even afraid I'm still around. <laughs> no, it's true. Think about it. If I'm not around him, what has he said about me? I said, I'm your senior. I've come here before you. You found me in the city. I received you in the city. I paid for your rent. You forgot. You are disloyal. You are unfaithful. You are not a good friend. And the people he was talking to, it's people he doesn't know. Because we were invited to the meeting. It was not our meeting. May the Lord have mercy. Please, don't allow gossipers in your company. They are some of the most disloyal people that will destroy your life. They will look at you and talk about your dress when you turn. Say, look at the dress. Did you see how he's dressed? Did you see his, his hairstyle or her hairstyle? He looks like he comes out of the mouth of a crocodile. <laughs> when you come, they'll, they'll be saying croaky. Only to find <laughs> they are talking about you. <laughs> People are critical. Never keep company with people who are critical. People who criticize men of God, who criticize churches, who are critical about anything. Don't be shocked. They'll soon be critical about you. Yeah. Don't be shocked. They'll soon. That's why we say, if you are a member of our church, don't talk about other pastors. There is a curse attached to it. Even if others say he's a fake pastor, did they call him? If he's a fake pastor, then they know they were together. Is that fine? Because even us, we have been called fake. You know, many years ago, we won quite a lot of uh, guys, uh, homosexual guys, for a lack of a better word. And I was attacked. One, we had a big conference here. One pastor stopped there. He says, I was coming to the, I can't come. The pastor of that church is a chief homosexual. Uh, he said, me, I'm a boss of homosexuals. <laughs> No, he said it. It was, it was a rumor. It was rumored. It was not one person. When I checked this church, small church, insignificant, I said, that's why you can't go too far. You don't know. It's jealous. Yeah. Tell your neighbor it's jealous. jealous. Yes. Nothing else. I said, me, chief prostitute, chief homosexual. That title fits me well. Jesus was called names as well. So why should I? Am I greater than Jesus? No. The Bible says, let him who has no sin be the first one to cast the stone. I ask the, the, the ushers, I say, we are prostitutes in the city. If a girl comes and you can see this one slept on the street, 
Give them a nice place to sit. Don't give them here. Let them sit there. Let them back there. So that they can sleep nicely. Is that fine? Yes. You don't know what they are going through. Because now you are having bread, you immediately have an opinion. Let's take the bread and let's see how far you can last on the streets. Your attitude, if you have eternal life, your attitude will change. You will not look at people every night you see them on the street, you are spitting your, 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 your saliva, you are calling them, you whore, you whatever. It's because you have bread. That's why you are saying what you are saying. So eternal life simply means saving Jesus, giving him the best of our life, making sure that others come to the knowledge of God. God loves us so much that he gave Jesus that through the life of Jesus, we may give our life to others that others may come to God. So don't allow distractors, treacherous people who pull others down to be your friends. Don't allow yourself to be part of the disloyal elements. I've helped so many people. People forget. I was telling somebody who treated me bad. I said, the wife you have, I helped you. No, it's true. The wife is God. I helped him to get the wife. I even married him. You will not be married. These beautiful children you have, I helped you. If you didn't get the girl, you wouldn't have the children. Now that you are a chief boss, you are enjoying yourself, you are forgotten. Don't go around with disloyal people. They will delay you. May the Lord have mercy on us. So, don't forget, the intent of Satan is one to fight our salvation. Lastly, fearlessness in the face. You must be fearless in the face of adversity and ridicule. Refuse to be intimidated in the face of adversity and ridicule. All of us, we get ridiculed at some stage in our life. People are going to call you names. For me, I try and avoid. I always say, I give thanks to the Lord. I, I stay away from critical people. I don't want to be in the company of... Because bitterness will cripple you. Will destroy you. Fearlessness in the face of adversity and ridicule. Arise and build in the face of adversity and ridicule. Don't stop doing what you are doing because people are criticizing you. Yeah. I'm putting on my, my two-piece Somebody will criticize it. I'll still put on it. You are not going to change my mind. It's mine. It's not yours. Is that fine? Somebody says, oh, your dress, I could change it like this. It is my dress. What is it that bothers you? Do yours. Let's see how, how it will look like. Don't forget, wars are won by people whose hand could not be turned back. Who did not show weakness in the face of the enemy. We are going to build robust churches throughout the cities. We said we want 1,000 churches in our lifetime. And you are part of the leaders of those churches in the name of Jesus. Yeah. For the visitors, we came here as visitors as well. One day we were visitors. You ask each and everyone who's sitting next to you. One day they were visitors. But today you look like, hey, I'm a visitor here. These people who were looking like, I used to sit at the back, but not this church, in another church. Sitting at the back. Being suspicious of everybody else. But by the grace of God, here I am. Against adversity, against ridicule. When, after I received Jesus, people were saying, Hey, hey, Murut, hey, hey, pastor. With ridicule. Not that it was a, a nice position. No. 
looking down, trying to pull me down so that I, I feel little. No. You must stand resolved. Make up your mind. Hallelujah. You have to make the decision to dismiss uh, people who look down on your life. You must not waver or show double-mindedness or weakness in the company of disloyal people. No, you must stand. May the Lord have mercy. The book of Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 3. says, now Tobiah, uh, uh, the Amorite, was beside him and said, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. This is a ridicule. When the church started, people ridiculed us. They said, what are they doing? What are they doing? How long will they do this thing? No, no, we are still doing it even today. Hallelujah. One, one day, I was working with, with, with one, one gentleman, and I was running for midweek service on Wednesday. I said, hey, I have to go. You know what he said to me? He said, oh, you are running for, for the offering. I can see you are running for the offering. Can you imagine? I'm coming for, <laughs> for, for prayer. I'm coming for prayer. He's saying to me, by the way, it's not like it's me and him only. We are, we are managers. We are a group of managers in Johannesburg. 25th floor. I'm saying, hey, I have to go. Church. He just said, hey. <laughs> You're running for offering. You're running for offering. What was he doing? To demean me. To try to say, I should not talk about going to church. I should not be excited about coming for prayer. I didn't answer him. I just looked at him and I walked out, got into my car, came to church. I wonder where he is today. Yeah. Men shall reap what? Souls. Yes. Men shall reap what he sows. Men shall reap what he sows. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. So Tobiah was saying the same. Whatever they build, even a fox will jump over it, it will fall apart. The wall of Jerusalem was built in 52 days. The whole city was restored. 52 days. You know how big the wall of... You need to go to Jerusalem. Maybe we should make a trip this year. You need to go to Jerusalem. See how big that wall is that they built in 52 days. Against odds, no resources, little resources, but there was a willingness. And I'm saying to you, we can serve the Lord if you are willing. That's why I say, be first a Christian before you are an engineer. Be first a Christian before you are a doctor. Be first a Christian before you are a teacher. Then the work of God will move forward. But if you are this high-powered, great person who doesn't want to talk, I like what uh, uh, the leader of ACDP said to president. May God give you the wisdom and the boldness to confront corruption. That's what you need. You need a strong leader. You need to be relentless, fearless in the face of adversity and ridicule. Esther chapter 4, that's our last verse and we close. Esther 4 verse 16. It says, go gather all the Jews who are present in Sushen. Fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. What a statement. 
He says, I'm not afraid. If death is on my way for the kingdom, I'm willing to give my life for it. We were singing a song just now. My life is not my own. To you, I give. Hallelujah. Esther made that same decision. I want to challenge you today that to build a robust, growing work of God, to be a great business person, to be a great student, you need to be relentless. People should not discourage you. You must refuse uh, discouragement. You must stay consistent. You must stay online to make sure that you, you win. Don't yield yourself to the enemy. Don't stop fighting until to the end. Hallelujah. You must conquer your own fear. Jesus said, for this reason I came. I was born for this. Can you tell your neighbor I was born for this? For this reason I was born. Can we bow our heads together? Can we close our eyes? I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to bring yourself before the Lord this morning. As we close our eyes, as we pray, uh, ask the Lord, Lord, I'm first a Christian. Lord, help me. Help me to live my eternal life, to live a successful life, a breakthrough life here on earth. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today. I bring each and every man, woman, and child in this church. Lord, we pray for ourselves. Have mercy upon us. Help us, O God, that we be resolved. That, Father, we will not be intimidated. That, Father, will be fearless in the face of adversity and that we will stand against ridicule. That, Lord, we will deal with disloyalty. That, Father, we will stand against treacherous people. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we'll be unyielding as we fight the enemy. That, Lord, we will stand strong in the mission that you have given to us. I pray today that, Lord, we will fulfill the call of God that in our daily struggle, as we labor and work, Father, we will put Jesus ahead of us. Lord, you said, I will go with you. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we will not be easily appeasable. That, Lord, we will remain steadfast. That we will remain relentless. That, Lord, we will focus unwavering on the call that you have called us unto. We pray today that, Father, give us strength that we win. Father, as we stand our ground. I pray your blessing in the name of Jesus this day. We thank you, Father, for this. While all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, maybe you are here. It's first time you are coming or you have been coming to church. I want to pray together with you. When, if you are saying, I want to receive Jesus, I want to be born again, I want to be a child of God, I want to be unwavering, unflinching, I want to be uh, relentless in my pursuit for God, I want eternal life upon my life. I want to pray together with you today. If you are that person who say, I want to stand, to have strength, courage, and to be inflexible, to be fully determined to win. I want to believe Jesus has come. He says, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. I want to pray together with you. God has a good plan for your life, not to harm you, but to prosper you. So if you are here today, say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. I want to experience the grace of God upon my life. I want to make right with Him. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Pluato with a life-transforming message. 
To stay connected with us, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel, Emmanuel Christian Church, HOJ.